music today is Darkling, brought to you by Kevin McLeod. Thank you so much for coming around and giving random ventures of an indie traveler a listen. I'm your host, Casey, and here you can tune in to my own awesome adventures from different interesting areas around the world. Some of these in which you'll know, and others will most likely be very new to you. Maybe you've never heard of them. And I'll also sometimes chat about fun facts, history, culture, and bizarre mythical beings or creatures around these areas. This week's episode is all about the stupendous Carlsbad Caverns and the creepy skinwalkers. You may never feel so Indiana Jones as when you are inside a North American cave that has broken the record of being the largest accessible cave in the peninsula, where old marine animal fossils have actually been found, as well as the remains of giant sloths and lions as well, having been found around the entrance to the caverns. Where is this cave? you might find yourself wondering. Fear not, friends, I've got you covered. This magical place is known as Carlsbad Caverns National Park in New Mexico in the United States. So this place was actually established in a later period in 1930. Imagine being the person that stumbled across this incredible marvel. One of these people would be the American Ravy Davis, who is a photographer and was brave enough to do some of his mad awesome photography and capturing some of the beauty of the underground cave systems. The Roaring Twenties shed more light onto this awesome guy's work, and historians thought, hey, this place is pretty cool. Let's make this into a touristy kind of thing. Then, in 1989, there was teenager James Larkin White, a guano miner. Well, that was one of the things that he did, and he used a handcrafted wire ladder to check out as much as he could in the caverns in search for bat guano. I mean, I'm sure he found the mother load of it here. Anyways, wow, talk about a real-life Indiana Jones. I mean, going down on a little wire ladder that he made himself? Ooh, it sounds pretty daring. This was before there was the fancy elevator and stair switchbacks that are there today. Crikey, that would have been quite the adventure. There have been pictographs found near the caves that showed there would have been people living around the area 12 to 14,000 years ago. Wow, it's so fascinating. And right now, around the area that Carlsbad sits in New Mexico, there are an astonishing 117 known caves, but more have been known to pop up randomly, so that number will probably increase over the coming years. These caverns are magical in the sense that they have these little tiny things called microbes, and in the Lechuguia cave, there are some microbes that have been said by scientists to be a possible cure for cancer. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty impressive. Not only that, but this particular cave is also the deepest limestone cave in the U.S., and it's considered the fifth longest cave on Earth. Wow, that's really amazing. The Carlsbad cave systems go through the Guadalupe Mountains in New Mexico and actually spread out into Texas as well, pretty much extending into the Guadalupe Mountain National Park. If you're super into rocks, what's that word again? Oh yeah, it's a geologist, (laughs) haha. If that's you, or if you just do some rock hound stuff, or whatever, if you're rock lovers, then hey, you'll love this. And if not, then I think you'll still enjoy it anyways. It could be a pretty cool place for you to check out someday. Apparently, the highest peaks of Texas were once under the ocean, as it was once a seabed of the ancient Permian Sea. And there was an underwater reef as well, known as the Capitan Reef. I find it so interesting how millions of years ago, places like Colorado and Texas were once underwater, and you can actually find fossils and such upon certain mountain ranges. At least if you look in the right places and are looking hard enough. 
you know, it takes a lot to find things like this, so don't beat yourself up if you haven't found anything like this before. There's a cool park museum, and here you can see lots of the fossils and ancient skeletons of life of a whole different kind of age. Also, you'll find that there are millions, yes, I said millions, of cultural artifacts here as well. Talk about mind blown. There was a special visitor here in 1928. Can you take a guess? Okay, okay, here's a little hint for you. She was very well known as a female pioneer of the skies. If you guessed Amelia Earhart, then you totally deserve a high five. You can do a little self five. Big kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Journey to the Center of the Earth? If so, then you're somewhat familiar with Carlsbad Caverns, as this was the location used to create that film, in what's called the Boneyard and the King's Palace. Many of the caves around Carlsbad National Park were not actually naturally formed. There was something known as the Mid-Continent Oil Field, and that was sitting where the caves currently are. Due to the old oil field, there was erosion that occurred because of the sulfuric acid. Okay, so here's where nature comes in. There are the Guadalupe Mountains, and there was the groundwater. The groundwater seeped down and blended with the oil, and voila, we have these incredible cave systems. Then, of course, you have millions of years, and sorry, but I'm going to nerd out for a second, so just bear with me for a moment here, all right? Groundwater plus carbon dioxide equals calcium carbonate. All right, all right, I'm done. I can see that you're likely over there thinking, so what? That's what I would be doing. But it's because of this that you get all those super cool rock formations, like, you know, the icicle-looking things. Okay. So real terms are stalactites and stalagmites. The queen's draperies, which are in the king's palace area, given the name, and they actually do kind of look like drapes that have natural folds, among other things. So yeah, very cool. But when you had all that, you get a super awesome place to take a walk. And of course, explore as well. Now, if you're wondering what the difference is between stalactites and stalagmites, then I'm happy to give you a little Cave 101 schooling. And lucky for you, this is all for free, all included in this episode. The tights drop from the ceiling, and you can often be pretty pointy, much like actual icicles. And the mites grow from the floor of the cave upwards, and are the mineral deposits of the cave water dripping down. Pretty cool stuff, right? Or not, you know. <laughs> Anyways, there are quite literally hundreds of thousands of bats that stay very well hidden during the operating hours, but sorry to let you down. Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, for those of you that, you know, don't really follow superheroes. Anyways, he will likely not be in this bat cave, or these bat caves, correction. These bats dazzle the summer skies at night in search of prey. There are hundreds of thousands of them, and many of these bats are Brazilian free-tailed bats. Besides these, there are at least 16 other species of bats hanging out and about. I mean, they're literally hanging out part of the time. <laughs> I remember I came here with my mom and sisters ages ago. It was such a fun excursion. I always found things like this so interesting. It was amazing to see the famous Carlsbad Caverns up close. You can just imagine what all took place in order for them to be there today. All the millions of years and the earth constantly changing and boom! Here you have some epic looking caves. I always enjoy different fun outings with my family, and at the time, you maybe take things like that for granted. But my mom was taking us on a super awesome adventure that now I look back on and I'm very, very grateful for times like this with my mom and sisters. The road to get there can be somewhat difficult, and driving in New Mexico can sometimes be dangerous. So, I do suggest seeing this place by all means, 
However, I'm just saying to be careful. And great news is that Carlsbad is open pretty much every day of the year, with the exception of family holidays like Christmas and whatnot. Once you get in, there's the option of taking the elevator down, you know, the one I mentioned earlier. Yeah, consider this option very lucky, as before 1925, if you had come to visit the park, you would be lowered into the cave by a human-sized bucket. I'm sure that had to be some kind of rush. I would feel like maybe in Harry Potter or something like that. I don't know. You know, when they were like going to Gringotts and doing the little railroad thing. I don't know. I know it's not like the same exact thing, but it feels something kind of like that. Anyways, once you get down, you can check out the cave known as Big Room. You can also do the natural entrance, and I believe it takes more or less about an hour to get down towards the big room area. You will not be disappointed, as there are tons of gorgeous cave features to enjoy along your journey of taking the switchbacks to get down to some other cool stuff. It's around 56-ish degrees in the cave, so maybe a light jacket or something could be helpful if you get a little chilly. And if you want, there are cave tours here. So that's always a nice bonus. And then you won't miss anything important. Some require you to crawl through some of the caves. So if that doesn't exactly tickle your fancy, fear not, there is always another way. Anyways, once you get all the way down to the big room, you will possibly find yourself in awe of just how big this cave room actually is. If the time frame for cavemen fit, I would love to see them arguing about who got the biggest room of the cave. I imagine it would be the chief caveman. <laughs> Anyways, this is one massive space though, no joke. It's just so tall that an actual 24-story building could fit inside this cave. And it is 4,000 feet or 1,220 meters wide. Talk about a big room indeed. I would be among the cavemen and cavewomen fighting for that big room. You can see a cool variety of different cave type features as mentioned earlier. Though since this cave is extremely tall, you may not be able to get some picture perfect pictures of this cave unless you've got one of those really fancy cameras perhaps. Then maybe you'll feel like it's a challenge accepted. You have some really neat areas to check out. Keep an eye out for the large chandelier. And okay, I use air quotes and you can't see me, but I did because it is made out of beautiful stalactites. So it's really a natural chandelier. Sorry, Sia, you can't really swing from the chandelier. Anyways, you can also find the Dolls Theater, which is one of the coolest looking caves here in my personal opinion. I was so young when I came here to experience it that I did not have a camera at the time, unfortunately. But you see stalactites and stalagmites all over, and some from the floor to the ceiling. Some are small and stubby and can seem maybe like dolls. So then you find yourself surrounded by gigantic marbles in the Hall of Giants, which is pretty close by. There's also the Temple of the Sun, which is a suitable name indeed, as it can resemble and make one think of the magical architecture of some of the temples that you would see in certain parts of Asia. Carlsbad Caverns are truly a wonder all of their own, and I know if you were to experience it, you'd be amazed by what you would find there. Urgh, mythical creature alert! Let's talk mythical beings of New Mexico, or, you know, one mythical being of New Mexico. It's a bird, it's a wolf, it's a skinwalker. Some of you may have heard of something called skinwalkers. These agile beings have been something that's actually spooked me to the core since I first heard about it years ago. And I mean, I was living in New Mexico for a while, and in Colorado, you know, they're actually around these areas, so... Skinwalkers, or what Navajos call Yi Nalushi, I hope I said that right, 
but this means with it he goes on all fours. And by he, it could be a he or a she, but typically it's a he. And anyways, these are said to be very harmful witches of the Southwest. <laughs> oh my gosh, what was that? What is interesting about them is they can actually disguise themselves as an animal of their choice. They are also able to possess animals. Now some of you may be wondering about witchcraft. After all, Navajos are very spiritual. But the Navajo people believe that witchcraft can be used for good or evil, and certain places can harness various types of powers. Navajos are part of a bigger group that also include Apaches, Hopis, and other Native American groups. They each have their own version of skinwalkers, but it always involves someone capable of turning into an animal. Apparently, nightfall is when it all happens. The witches were good initially as healers and spiritual guides, but somewhere along the way their powers had been used for evil doing. And then they would make their transformation into creatures such as wolves, foxes, cougars, coyotes, bears, even dogs, and perhaps others as well. Something very sinister about this is that in order to become such a creature, the person must kill someone in their family. Someone that would normally be close, you know, like a brother or a sister. I mean, okay, my sisters have a little argument here or there, but that's natural for siblings, right? But they wouldn't actually kill each other. Yikes. Once this has been completed, the powers to shapeshift into animals is given to them. The name Skinwalker indicates they wear the skins of the animals they turn into. They have the ability to transform anytime and anywhere into multiple animals depending on what is needed for the task at hand such as causing car accidents, for example. Something even more is that they can move from animals to humans as well. So that's where it gets really creepy. They can't only transform into animals, but there's like a whole new level where they can transform into an actual person. It's said that if someone happens to lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can shift into their victim's body and make them say or do anything they want. The poor person whose body has been taken over can't do a single thing about it. And the skinwalkers are capable of reading minds, causing illness, death, and even more beyond that. Some of the things they can do are so chilling that it is quite disturbing to say the least. Things such as cannibalism, necrophilia, reanimating the dead to attack the skinwalkers' living enemies, grave robbing, and other twisted things as well. Many events that had happened, such as intense storms during special events, unexpected death, drought, sudden life struggles, and more are the handiwork of the skinwalkers. At least that's what it's thought. The thing is, since they could be animal with very human eyes, or with any human they lock eyes with, they could be in many places. There have been lots of interesting stories, such as a man who was fixing up some things on a ranch house, and he heard some weird laughter that seemed to be emitting from the sheep pen. And he went to see what was happening. Surely it would be something he would never forget. And he saw the sheep that were all huddled in the corner of the pen, while there was one lone ram that was standing upright on its two back legs, and it was laughing like a human. And the man knew that this was something else. This was not a normal ram. As he looked deep into its eyes and saw that this was not a ram at all, its eyes were very much human. And suddenly, the ram got on all fours and walked in the opposite direction as if nothing had happened. And it just left. It walked away. They have also been seen as very angry-looking humanoid figures 
that are maybe staring down at passersby from a cliff or mountain. And various people from Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico have been said to have had incidents with skinwalkers. Yikes. I don't know about you, but I absolutely hope that I never encounter something like this in my life, as I enjoy life and I don't want anything going on with the skinwalkers. I mean, all right, they could do their thing and I'll do my thing and, you know, we'll leave each other alone. How about that? I think that's a win for everybody. Have you ever been to the Carlsbad Caverns National Park or somewhere else that's pretty awesome that you'd like me to check out? I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at randomindietraveler at gmail.com or on Instagram, check it out, at randomindietraveler. On YouTube, I'm also at randomventuresofanindietraveler. So, you know, pretty much the same. I like to keep it simple that way. You can find me wherever you'd like. Be sure to come back next week and tune in for another awesome adventure. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I totally appreciate all of you. I know I have listeners from a lot of different countries and areas in the world, so thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one. Have a great week, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.